Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Who's from the haters? Point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah. Watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one. Let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your host, as always, Austin Krell. The Sixers were playing the Charlotte Hornets tonight at Wake Forest's, uh, I guess, on-campus or close-by arena. And it was just game number two of their preseason docket. Another chance to add chemistry get in shape and just get ready for the for the season. Um, they did throw a little bit of a of, of a twist to it, if you will. Uh, did the Sixers? They sat Embiid tonight for they they called it load management, which of course we we've been used to this. It, it was surely load management. I'm not questioning that. I am questioning whether it was truly just. You know, on a weighted scale, a hundred percent load management, or it was more like seventy percent load management, thirty percent. Hey, let's just take an opportunity to get a a preseason game where we sim- we we simulate what it'll be like for Ben and Al and all the guys in the rotation to play um, without him. If for for when when Embiid actually sits that sits out. So I wonder if I wonder if that was part of the decision making process, but whatever. Um, Embiid didn't play. It was the Hornets, so you probably didn't need him to play, and uh, you, you you didn't. They they started um, Shake Milton, Ben, Josh, Toby, and Al, and right from the get go, um, it was it, you know Al comes down the court, bang, knocks down the three from top of the key. Next play, Ben finds him cutting for a layup. And, um, you know, I was really impressed by how Al was able to keep pace with Ben and, and really not hinder that open court style of play that Ben thrives in. And the way that they were, that, that Al was feeding off Ben and Ben was utilizing Al, it, it kind of occurred to me that maybe there's a chance that Ben has more natural chemistry with Al than with Joel. And I, I guess if you think about it, Joel's only a 30%, 29% career three-point shooter. Um, and so a defense would be more baited to just sort of challenge him to take that shot for the sake of cutting off the lane and keeping Ben open, even though Joel can step in and stroke a 15-footer 
uh, all day long. But Al, who's a 37% three-point shooter, you have to go out and guard that. You, you have to. And so I, I do wonder if maybe there's a chance that the Sixers actually play as good as or maybe better than they will with both Al and Embiid there or just Al or just just, just Embiid and, and Ben. Um, you know, I, I'm not diagnosing a problem here. I'm, I'm not saying that, that that's, that's the case. It's just an interesting thought because it's not something that you would typically think about. You think uh, Al and Joel, wow, the defensive combination of those two is going to be tremendous. They're going to, you know, Joe's going to learn from Al. Al's an all-star. Maybe you see kind of you you see a different side of Ben Simmons when it's just Al Horford with him. I don't know. It's it's just something to think about, something to keep in, in the back of your mind if, because that would be an interesting development, something to look into, um, in terms of you know writings writing about it or talking about it, whatever. And I'm not even suggesting that you'd have to make a roster change to 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 accommodate that difference. Ben and Joel are here for the long haul. Al's here for four years, so you know the, you're, this is the this is the core, regardless of how that looks separately um, when one of them sits. I, it's just an idea I was throwing out there. Um, with Ben Simmons in these first two games, and I, I did admittedly say this last year too, but Ben's sort of playing like the ball and chain have been removed from his ankle. He's he, he's not shackled up. He's not restricted by anything. That metaphoric restriction I'm referring to is obviously his, his jump shot. Um, it's almost as if, as if he's realized that he cannot be stopped, especially if he has the jumper. He was taking a couple tonight. Um, I think he, he, he definitely he, he made one. It was a fadeaway. It was a nice fader. He made it. Second one was a, was was unnecessarily more difficult. He made it more difficult. Um, it was like a it was a reverse pivot fadeaway. Did not have a, a very pretty result, but that's a you know shoot it. I, I I couldn't give less of a shit if um if if he if he's missing shots badly. He even said that he's gonna miss shots, and that's part of the game. Um, but he does sort of play with with this new freedom. In these first couple games, he's pushing the pace more. He's remarkably in control for for a guy who's had turnover issues in the past. But his, his handle is tighter. He's more like willing to go out of his comfort zone with with, with the plays that he makes. He, he he's making ridiculous passes, um, and he he's just scoring at will right now. And I, I do wonder if maybe it, he's sort of playing it that way because a it's number one. It's happiness. He he's happy. It's his team. Jimmy's gone, and that he, we can talk. You know, all day long. The, the fact of the matter is that, that he and Jimmy were never going to be able to coexist, and uh, it was him or Jimmy. And I think he's I, I think he's more content with his role this year, and I think he's also more trusting in himself of his skill set and his and his capabilities. And when you mix those two together, that, that happiness and those and, and that confidence in, in oneself. You get a kid who's going to be a pretty badass player um, in, in in the NBA this season. So I'm really happy with his confidence and, and the way that he looks sort of like he's unchained thus far. And 
I, I keep thinking, like, how many shots, how many jumpers are we going to see from him per night? Because we're always going to want to see it from him. And I think it's going to be like this. I think it's sort of going to be he's going to take the, – the, it's going to vary on a night-to-night basis, for you know, obviously. It's, it's not going to be like six shots every night and that's it. It, it. But I think we're going to see games where it's two, games where it's seven or eight. And I think it's because he's going to utilize it in a way that allows him to use his his, 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 his attacking off the dribble game. In other words, if if it, if he finds that a defense is sagging off of him so much, he's going to shoot more jumpers because he wants to bring them back in towards him. And doing that, that's going to open up the lane for him to go around and attack. So it's sort of like how on a football team you have a run in the passing game to balance it out. When the run, when defense is stopping the run, you go to the air more. When that opens it up the field and it spaces out the field, you go back to the run. And then it's you keep them guessing. I think it'll be similar to that in that Ben's going to use his jump shot to open up the lane for him to, to attack. And so maybe he shoots a couple more early on games, and then maybe in, in the middle of the game it's 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 less jumpers because he's getting to the basket, and maybe they sag off again, and then he shoots more jumpers towards the end of the game. I don't know. It just it's it's a theory that I have. It's a, it's a lot. It's a basketball tactic theory that 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 I that I think um, is interesting. Maybe that Ben might be exploring because um, he shot more jumpers tonight, I think, than he did the first game. And I know he made the three, but he was, I think, a little more so seeking jumpers today than he was. Um, couple nights ago um speaking of ben he he made all of his free throws tonight and one thing occurred to me when i was watching it that i i don't think he was doing last year so when when you're shooting and you're learning how to shoot that they teach you to you don't want to have your palm on the ball you don't want to have you you want it to be coming off your fingers like it's a catapult almost you want that that energy that, that that physical energy from your fit from from the movement of, of your of your wrist the snapping of your wrist you want that from the fingertips to create the backspin of the ball get the arc up on the ball and, and you know that, that that that's how you're shooting you don't want it to be you're just sort of shoving it up at the rim with with, with your palm so with with the fingertip base i think it's changed ben simmons uh shooting from the free throw line I think last season in, in his rookie year, he was more so ha- had he had his guide hand in front of the ball, he had his shooting hand to the side and the back, and it was all palm. And I think what we saw was he was missing a lot of free throws, long and flat. Now I think it's it's almost like he's realized that his hand is too big for the ball, and he's trying to short arm it a little bit intentionally. And that look, what that what what that manifest itself physically is it's more fingertip base than it is palm base and so that's something that he he's figured out in the summer and and that's the difference between him shooting 60 percent and 64 percent from the line fantastic build on that um i'm still not completely impressed with tobias harris 
I think he still looks like he's not comfortable yet, which is weird because a he's he's he signed his contract. He's going to be here long term. B he's in the role that he's wanted to be in. He's that scoring go-to uh, guy who can who can you know who can shoot, who can space, um, who can attack. He he has sort of the green light. And so and then number three, on top of that, he's shown in the past that that's the situation that he thrives in when he was when he he is that guy. He did it in L.A. on a bigger stage in a bigger market, um, and so you know I'm still looking for him to sort of really break out and have a really dominant game. And I get that that might not be the player that he is or the player that we signed him to be, but he needs to be that player. I don't. I don't care if that's not what he's supposed to be. You sign a max deal. I don't. I, you don't sign guys who 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 are limited in what they can do to max deals. I'm not saying he's limited in his skill. He's a very skilled player, but I need him to come out every night and get his 22 points. That's what a max player does. That's gonna make him the X factor when it when when you're up against the. The, the best teams in the league in the playoffs. And so uh, he he's he's missing some shots. Um, and it is, I get it. Everyone misses shots. It's, it's, it's part of the game. He's missing open shots. So I'm not, I'm not sure if he's rushing it or if he's not comfortable or, or what. But I just haven't been impressed with him. And that's something to, that's, that, that I'm not worried about it because it's a preseason. But it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on because – a Tobias Harris, who's not living up to his contract, is going to be a, a very, very big issue for this team um, when the regular season comes around and when the playoffs come around. Um, Josh Richardson was was spotty tonight. He he missed a lot of shots, um, but he but when they were open, he was knocking them down. Mike Scott hit a couple. James Ennis is playing with a newfound purpose. I think this season I think he's really happy here and truth be told I think a lot of I think the entire roster is happy more so than they were last year last year it was it was a how can we coexist environment and now it's a I'm genuinely happy to be playing with you environment and that makes a difference in in the standings I I know basketball is basketball and talent is talent if you like the guys you're playing with you want to play hard for them you want to play your best for them you, you're, there's more motivation to that. When you have chemistry, you click more consistently, and in the, and in the big moments. And so, when you, when you're happy to be there, and when you have chemistry, that that makes the difference in plays at the end of the game. That makes the difference down the stretch when you, when you need defensive stops, when you give it a little extra, when you're exhausted and you're beat because you want to win for the guys that are around you. And so. I think that this team is in a really, really good spot right now on paper and on the court. And before we wrap up, I want to say that Matisse Thibel looks just tremendous. I think he had four steals in the second quarter. He his he's everywhere. He has he he's like a he's like a, a damn spider. He's hands active stretched out he cup he smothers you he has his hands in the passing lanes 
all the time. He's creating opportunities. And he would have been the best player off the bench last season. He's already probably a top 15-ish defender in the NBA. He's certainly a top 10 wing defender. He's a brilliant help defender already. He hasn't even played an official NBA game yet. So I know that it was controversial that Elton like showed it, you know, showed his poker face or whatever. He showed his showed his, showed his hand, and Ainge, um, you know, ate, ate it ate it up. But maybe it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe Elton knew what he was doing because I think. Matisse Thibel has a chance to be a really great, great piece for this team right now and a key cog in in the future of this team. Someone who's not going to be a superstar, someone who's happy to be the 3 and D guy. He looks like he's Andre Roberson with offense, which is terrifying for the rest of the NBA if that's what you have coming off your bench. So... The Sixers will be back in action on Sunday versus the Magic in Orlando. It is the Markel Fultz Bowl. We'll be back hopefully Sunday evening uh, to, 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 to talk about that game. As always, thank you for tuning in. Quick word from um, our advertisers. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgun tenant parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. Also a tab puller, a vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code TRUSTACOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. The Sixers, uh, they really they blew out the Hornets tonight. It was close during the final score, but they were up by almost 30 for large portions of the game. They're 2-0 in preseason. We'll be back in action on Sunday against the Magic in Orlando. We'll be back with coverage following the final buzzer. As always, I am Austin Krell, and thank you for tuning in.